When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. All right. Again. All right. We're strolling through Burbank uh, at one of my favorite locations, the Donut Hut. I don't even know the name. Yeah, Donut Hut. <laughs> I just know it's a donut shop. Like Don hyphen T Hut Hut. On uh, Magnolia and Keystone in beautiful Burbank. In beautiful Burbank. I have to, I, I, I don't know, uh, is there is there a point in your life, Owen, when you come to terms with something that's true and you just, you, you need to face it? Um, I can't eat a donut without getting all the sugar on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's, there's a, there's a universal truth to that. It's not powdered sugar, it's... You know, it's some kind of glaze. glaze. It's, a, it's a thing that, uh, it's, like, it's like the mark of Cain on you for, look, for your donut eating. It looks really incriminating. Oh, it does. It that's, does. that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. And, uh, which is why I try to keep my uh, my donut uh, eating to a, you know, a sort of classic, you know, yeah. shame-filled activity when you don't look at me. You saw how fast I ate that. You know, that was, you, you really, you folks, you should have seen it. It was, uh, it went down very quickly, like before the warden came back, it was gone. <laughs> I just have this thing with donuts, like, it's it's that mental thing of, the, I love them so much, so I better eat them fast to get them out of my life. <laughs> exactly. You know, and uh, like three, four, or five of them now. And you're very good, you just had one. Just one, just one. And you said you've been eating healthy this week. So. Uh, oh, I've been eating very healthy, all pretty much all vegan all week, which really? is, is the goal... You know, 60s, I, I try to hit 60 to 70%. Right. Um, today, this, this week was like 95. So what does that mean from, you know, st- give me a, like a, a full day starting with breakfast. Uh, well, we, we, you know, coffee, but all, all vegan plant-based uh, creamers and right. stuff like that. Okay. And then if you got, an, you know, English muffins, we'll do bread because bread's, I don't know if it's a plant, but I'm going to count right. it as a plant. <laughs> and then we'll do, uh, but like, uh, they have great vegan, uh, like, uh, avocado oil butter now. And what is that? It's tastes pretty good, right? You, I'm telling you, cause I used to eat butter. If I buttered toast, I would take a spoon and just start eating some butter. Right. Like a donut. Just like sit there and eat a candle over your pants. Like a donut. Uh, I can do that with the avocado oil. I don't, but I, I have done it and it tastes the same. Right. I use avocado, uh, Spray with mm-hmm. a, a, a cooking spray, yeah, and instead of butter. That's and, how you should uh, do. My boy is like, Dad, it tastes like peanut butter, which I'm not quite sure how he gets there. <laughs> but uh, well, I have peanut butter as well. So too. whenever I put the you know the butter in there to make his eggs, he's like, Now nah, you're talking. And that's the <laughs> no. real stuff. All right, there you go. So uh, you're 11. You don't have to worry about your cholesterol. Yeah, you're not pressure. yet. No, yeah, yeah. So I just do that, do that kind of stuff, and then uh, order from you know like a veggie grill or right. Uh, made some great vegan enchiladas last week that were just cool. amazing. And how long have you been? I mean, how long has this been part of your your uh, your deal? Uh, I'd say right at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, which cool. is weird that we have that as a time now. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I know. Still not. Sure. <laughs> you know. Well, no, it's going to become like you know, like BC. You know. It's yes. Gonna, right. Yes, actually, <laughs> actually, yeah, it's going to be you know AP after pandemic. <laughs> yes, you know, three hundred AP <laughs> after pandemic. After, yeah, yeah, we we get Grace switched, um, and she never pressured me, which was. I think the sign of a good partner. Absolutely. Um, I, I remember getting the text from her. Right. And I was recording Force Center at my friend uh, Joseph Scrimshaw's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone knows Joseph. And as we're walking to the elevator, I turned to him. I go, I have a, a bad feeling I'm going to need to become a vegan. <laughs> and, uh, Are we going left or right? Do you have any uh, we'll go. We'll go yeah. straight and over. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, then go left. Okay. Um, yeah, your cars, folks, are actually here. Yeah, or out, or out in the know, world. You know, I give Grace all that credit. She never, she just said, this is something I'm doing. You can do what you feel you want to do. Right. Um, but I decided to help her cook. She doesn't cook. So I just kind of took the mantle. Of, oh, all right, that's I'll, cool. I'll, I'll try to learn some vegan veggie options and stuff. When we Now, are you doing that. anything that is like a, are you substituting something that you liked from the meat world? Or are you just going whole, like, you know. 
not trying to do a facsimile of something, but finding the real yummy things that are, that I, are just I, naturally I, vegan. And I thought I was going to have to do that. Right. I ended up I ended up finding the the substitutes okay. because they're so good now. They really right. are. The the fake meats, fake cheeses. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch yourself. You yep. got a bicycle there. Uh, Indeed. Want to go? Uh, let's go left here. Okay, let's do it. That's fine. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I thought I was going to have to. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to have a lot of avocado something. Right. Um, but no, uh, I, I really got to the point where I, I don't miss meat. I crave the the not meat. <laughs> Great. H- have you noticed any, you know, uh, this is, we're, we're entering into uh, old man talk yeah. territory oh, sure. here. I mean, I have like level changes or anything that you wanted to be better, better. Just I just feel, but I just feel better. I feel faster, or not physically, but um, <laughs> just faster. Maybe that was the weird word. Uh, I want to be faster. Um, I just feel a little less lighter, a little more clear. Mm-hmm. It's just that. It's just a thing. Like we had, uh, we had um, made a these big vegan enchiladas, right? And uh, you know, I had three. That's right. And I made, I made them. They're huge. So I'm full. But uh, I didn't roll around on the floor. <laughs> exactly right. There's no serious distress afterwards. Yeah. Look at that moon. Look at this moon. Wow. It's an audio podcast, but the moon looks like one of those uh, fingernails. It, yeah, exactly. It, since where, I was a kid. Where you can actually see darkly, but you can see the rest of the body behind yeah. it. Yeah. My, I believe that's a uh, three-quarters uh, waning gibbous. <laughs> I could in, be wrong. Uh, what's, what's the moon like in New York, Owen? <laughs> um... <laughs> As beautiful, Ken. <laughs> as, beautiful? as beautiful? Can you see it as much? Is it... Uh, um, is depends it on the night. It's, yeah, yeah. You probably wouldn't be able to see this much detail, that's for sure. And we and we're, and we got too much city light here. Uh, yeah, and... and uh, my and, friend Roger moved to who knows where in Idaho to, to be able to take better photos and live under the skies, so... Right. You know. <laughs> just, yeah, just wondering. I, you know, just wondering. No, no, I'm with you. It's, yeah, you don't, you don't get this... It's funny, you know, I, I, I have that uh, spot, the space station... Yeah. Alert on my phone, and for you folks don't who don't know what this is, it's great. The ISS up there, um, you can get a email sent to you an alert or a text when it's going to be passing overhead, you know, around your zip code. And uh, so I do it all the time. I love it. I love going outside and looking yeah, at it. I've, I've, I go out every time it comes. I think I'm going to have to get that out. You should. It's for me, honestly. It's it's a sort of a a lightning, you know. Thing. It's really nice to see. It makes me feel good. It's beautiful. Once you see it up there, you'll you won't mistake it for anything else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you'll see it from from because I've never seen it. Never picked it out of the sky. It, so it, it's 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 consistent, beautiful, bright. It's usually it's generally the second brightest uh, light in the night sky when it's out. Okay. Uh, unless the moon is out, but it's like it's you know Polaris and then that and. It just glides across the sky. It doesn't have. It's not hindered by gravity. You know, it's not right, being held right. up by by the force of jet, you know, fuel and <laughs> jet engines. Floating. And uh, it's actually funny, folks. Uh, in Fury Road, there's a satellite that flies overhead, and there's one. It's one of my favorite shots in the movie. They marvel at this leftover of, of the old civilization the old, oh, well, as, it, yeah. as it streaks across the sky. It always reminds me of that, too, but it's really nice to see. And to think it's just a couple of years, that'll be Jeff Bezos' house. Yeah. Just, <laughs> exactly. There's Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> yes, master of time, space, and dimension. You, is that one of the... Uh, I don't want to age either of us, but, you know, we got gray. Sure. You know, in, the, in the constant battle with change and trying to find your place in change, one of mm-hmm. my goals in life, technology can sometimes be a big leap, but... I mean, stuff like that. Could you imagine 25 years or 30, 40 years ago as a kid going, I have an app that tells me to look to the sky and see a space station. Right. Blow but, your mind. Well, it's funny. You know, we just watched, uh, as mentioned before we started to roll, we watched uh, my family and I, uh, the Italian job tonight, the 69 uh, original. Right. And one of the parts of the heist involves uh, altering the computer programming of uh the traffic lights in the city of Turin in Italy. Right. And, of course, it's all it's reel-to-reel. Right, know? right. So they've got to replace the reel. And <laughs> that's the reprogramming. And uh, and I was saying to my boy that it had a massive set with, like, filled with computers. I said, you know, the, 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 I, you know, the yep. Apple Watch on your wrist is probably more powerful than everything than in every, that room. Every one of those computers. You know? And Michael Caine. And Michael Caine. No one's, just, actually, no one's more powerful than Michael Caine. <laughs> uh, man, he's got charisma to spare in that movie. So much fun. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
And I think the, you know the the other side of that is yeah, it, we can find out when the space station's flying overhead, but it's also, as I think a lot of us are discovering or realizing, we can step away from it. It's really a highly destructive thing. There's a giant, giant maybe not the word. There's a bigger push I'm noticing of more and more people. I, I, realizing is that the word? I don't know. Uh, just like you said, coming to terms that this whole, what has become of this is 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 not what we wanted. Well, right. Uh, it's the force multiplying effect of information. I mean, listen, no matter where you fall in the political spectrum and what you believe and in what you believe and who you back or don't back, yeah, information is a... It's a nasty, dangerous game. It's, yeah, it's, it's just I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have the answer. I'm not this deep philosopher, but I just know in the last two two years, I I stopped posting stuff and engaging with it a lot. And, right. And uh, I, you know, uh, some people noticed. Yeah. I get some comments, some friends going, I, "You don't, you don't tweet anymore. You just retweet your podcast and stuff." And I go, "Yeah, that's that's all I mentally can take." Well, right. I mean, because the the type of engagement, what are you going to do? What, what are yeah. you going to, for the most part, it is a platform for arguing and yeah. and toxic polarization. You know, I, I've been online since 93, and I right. was involved in this bulletin board service uh, called Echo. Um, yeah, yeah. And we got on through uh, Telnet. <laughs> and I still remember a couple of Telnet commands. And it was interesting. It was it was broken down by various interests uh, under thirty, which I was able to be in at the time. Um, <laughs> movies, literature, TV, sex—you know the whole right. bit. And so it was post, read, repost. There was nothing in real time, really. Yeah, I think there may have been some sort of like you know archaic chat feature on there, but it was basically just you know it's a here's a category and you're posting, posting, posting. Right. What kept things civil? First of all, it was just a general rule and you try to be civil yeah, imagine that yeah. right. but we would generally meet uh, in person a lot oh you know and there was this one sort of central uh, hookup meetup uh, at this place called the Art Bar um, over in uh, Greenwich Village and you would get to see the person who yes. you you know who you fucked with and called <laughs> pardon me who you messed around with and called an a-hole or whatever the ability to right. uh well, it's like Mrs. Pennington, my seventh grade teacher, always said, it's easy to be brave from a safe distance, yeah. you know? And yeah. you look at these poor children who, you know, they commit suicide after having been bullied. Right. Bullying's always existed. What you and I didn't have to deal with was the force multiplier, where all of a sudden you've got hundreds of people who are on your case or something. You know, you've got the digital mob after you. And the permanence of Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a thing, and it's like uh, I think it's a separate conversation from what goes around this so-called cancel culture conversation, which is mm. its own thing. And I, I don't necessarily believe that that exists the way people think it exists. It's the other side, which just the day-to-day grind of just everyone's opinions, everyone shouting, everyone screaming, right. everyone. And, and look, I, 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 there's been great. Uh, Successes for social causes and issues and people through mm-hmm. social media, and I, I, that's totally. why I still believe it. That's why I'm not saying throw it all away. Just no. There seems to be a lot of people going enough because my mental health is mm. worth more than this hashtag I'm putting out there or I agree. this movie opinion. Because uh, we're all maybe the last two years have just exasperated exasperated the conversation. But uh, I mean, goodness, look at fandom. I mean, and I look at this from someone who loves his movies and loves you yeah. know I love what I love and. But uh, I look from a distance, I lurk, for using the old school term, and I read the discourse about, like, you know, the Snyderverse versus, and, and, you know, and and it's like, and this is, I understand the the wanting to be part of a community. Right, right, right. And wanting to have a tribe uh, and, and all the things that then go into that. And, you know, hey, you can say the same, use the same tribal argument and, and throw in the digital uh, overlay to it with politics and, and some of the greater things that I think mm-hmm. we're, we have issues with in this country. Right. But, I mean, goodness gracious, you know, the, the level of vitriol and, and violence about yeah, the violence. about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah and, uh, it's, and it's unhealthy. And it's unhealthy. 
and, and it becomes the worst part of being in a tribe is that you then begin to think I must act in a certain way because the expectation of my tribe is this. The, you know? <laughs> the, the inability to, I don't know. But it's a lot. Bring reason to the conversation or bring reason to the situation right. and just shouting, shouting your, your uneducated thoughts on into something that drives right. me crazy. Uh, I'm now moving beyond fandom, just to a lot of different areas. Well, right, right. Not just fandom. But, and, but yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't have the answers. I'm just saying I, 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 well, I, I think I think we're discussing symptoms, symptoms. Of, of something. Yeah, I literally put I put them all into a category on my phone titled it Rage Machine. Yeah. Um, because, I, and it, this isn't even on the people tweeting, it's on me. I couldn't. I couldn't look at some tweets, opinions, right. misinformation, and I'm just talking about Star Wars stuff, uh, where it, it wouldn't send me into a shaky rage at home. Right. And I was like, this, this is all on me. I got to put it down. And you're, and right, you're down. smart. I did similar things with, you know, with, with certain aspects of social media. I don't post on Twitter at all. I mean, I'm sitting there with a probably follower account of I don't know, 124 <laughs> people, and that's fine. It's, it's 124 yeah. smart people. Right. I'm mean, following I, you. And I think, you know, I, I also don't have the, I don't have the, the, a lot of what I do for work, I reach more people than that through work. And yeah, I, I think that's yeah. part of why I don't have the Jones. Yeah, uh, well, for me, like with, with Force Center, everything's like, I have a lot to say about Star Wars. That's where I'll say it. That's right. That's your, that's, that's, you have context, a context-based <laughs> yeah. medium expression. Yeah. And again, not to say there's great value in the, the voiceless having a voice. Unfortunately, that means everyone's got got the way to speak now. That's right. <laughs> Which is the downside. But anyways, uh, I know, and you're right. And and it's if you want to take it back to the village concept. Yeah. There's some people in the village who, when uh, I got the megaphone, it's like, oh my god, who gave that person the megaphone? <laughs> who gave the village idiot the megaphone? Right. And we're all entitled to it, but yeah. we're also <laughs> entitled to the consequences that come with our speech and yeah. how we use it. Yeah, yeah. Going back to that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it's, uh, uh, I think, though, Ken, a big part of it is the ubiquity of, of, of this stuff where there's so much information coming in at yeah. such a clip that I, yeah. I really don't think the human mind is able to process it in a healthy way. The 24-second news cycle. I mean, yeah, right? It, it, and you worked in, in news. Yeah, and that's like when we had the 24-hour news you had the cycle. 24 that was something. Hour news that cycle. was like, oh, my God, 20, are you seriously? Now it's like, <laughs> uh-oh, yeah. Yeah, I really think it is, and it, and it becomes this weird. Um, I know I can't handle it. Yeah, you know it. It, it uh, it's a t it's the type of thing where there's if there's a tragedy, you almost look like how many people died? Ah, only nine. Right, Something okay, big will right. come along soon. Yeah, no, this is weird. I'll get weird. invested in that one. It's breaking us, and it's and it's calcifying us, and yeah, not healthy. But yeah, it's chilly, yeah. huh? It's a little chilly. Yeah, people, for LA. Uh, see, you're you're a New Yorker, born and bred. Yeah, uh, Brooklyn strong, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I know it's colder there. It's, it's definitely colder there right. right now. But Burbank's been, this winter's been pretty bad in Burbank, cold-wise. But the, the, the contrast is is that during the day, it's delightful. Yeah. The, and even this is fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just, mean, I want to point out to the people listening, you're in shorts. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, one of the great things that I'll never stop loving about aspects of the internet and social media is that you know, the communities that I've come into contact with through it. Yeah. You know, like the Schmo community and, and you guys and, and you know, I'll, I'll never not love that. And yeah, yeah. And you take those wins, you take those victories, you take those right. people. I have a career. I pay my bills because of this stuff exists. Damn right. So I'll never, I'll and never you're also, leave. And not to, not to, to, to look down my nose at how other people conduct their, their business and their stuff. But you're also a professional. You have a you, you you operate like a professional because you are one. We have yeah you know I I get sometimes upset especially with a bigger show now. Four Center is uh, proud to say regularly a top two hundred to hundred top one hundred fifty podcast on Apple uh, TV and film. Awesome. We have to not protect brand and some you know we're a big company but just mm -hmm. that's that's there's an added uh, an important not a pressure but like you're aware of it. And right. Joseph and I work very well together. Hey, we might say something on this episode about a social issue. Are you, number one, okay with that, too? Here's how we should approach it. Right. Uh, and I carry that to online, too, as does he. Yeah. Um, it's just the way it works. Right. <laughs> because it's our money. <laughs> yeah, right. It's our money. And uh, we're not working to, God bless those that work a nine-to-five and they go home and podcast once a week. 
we do it four days, four days a week. Right. And that's how, how I'm living. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's never lost on me how to act. No, no, no. Well, it's also, I think it's, like, I was raised <laughs> that way too, but. Well, th- there's, that's something else too. Right. That's another. Oh, these kids these days, you see. That's your favorite It's not even the kids these days. It's a type yeah. of person these days. Type, you know, the, actually, you're 100% right. Yeah. It is the type of person. Um, yeah. Those wow, are, look at that moon. It's getting bigger. Moon went down. We're getting closer. I'm not sure what's happening. I don't know. That moon moved here. It did. The moon moved. It I did. guess the world might not be flat. I don't know. It is that out. Ken. It's as flat <laughs> as my head. Speaking of platforms yeah. and voices. <laughs> There's a beautiful Mount Lee. I can see the back. We're, I'm staring at the back of the Hollywood sign mountain for those of you who want some context as to where we are i lived in la 24 years i don't know the name of the mountains here yeah i just know mount lee i know mount baldy somewhere uh, to the east behind the, us yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, uh, space mountains in anaheim space mountains in anaheim. one yeah. one day i had the uh uh the genius moment i was um, driving to my job at, at northridge at the northridge mall uh-huh. it's about 2000 2001 so i've been living here four years in the san fernando valley okay mm-hmm. that's the key part of the story on san fernando Valley. Valley, yes. And I was coming over uh, Nordoff Street. Uh, Nordoff, I know Nordoff. Uh, I've Nordoff. Nordoff. Yeah. yeah. There's a, the road kind of goes up over a, like a little bridge over a yep. shopping center area. And I came over that uh, bri- that bridge and I looked around. It was like six in the morning. I went, hey, there's a mountain there. There's a mountain range there. There's a mountain range there. It's great. It's like we're in the center of a, oh, <laughs> oh that's what it is. Valley. It's not just called a thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's not because a, they called it that. It's but. not capital T, capital V, the valley like yeah. I was raised well, to. It's, you know, my resistance to LA was so strong as we've heard in previous times that we've talked together yeah. uh, on show. But you're still and, here, right? Yeah, for now, I'm still here. You know, um, we can say that to somebody in Sing Sing. Why are you still here? <laughs> well, I'm still here. Still here. Um, but it took me a long time for things to sink in and like like the valley and why it's the valley. You know, and, right. and things right. like that. Well, and yeah, I'm fascinated by the valley. It's the uh, the one hundred and one, four, five, five valley. Well, it's funny. I'm a, I, I took to driving uh, with a license late in life. At Thirty six. I got my license when I moved out here. And well, yeah, New York, right? You don't yeah, know. yeah. I didn't, I didn't it take like this I was, up. Wasn't gonna get a car on my sixteenth birthday, you know. Right, um, right. But you know, I had, my doctor at one point was out in Tarzana, so I used to take surface streets. Like I'm a surface street guy. That's how I learned this town. I learned this town by surface streets. Yeah, yeah. I used so, to drive till I got lost. Yeah. Yeah. On purpose. And we were right at the tail end of the Thomas Guide when we moved here, you know. And we still have it. We held on to it as an antique. <laughs> I have one. I think maybe this last move, I finally, finally got, rid of, got rid of it. Yeah. Folks, I used to love reading them. I used to love great. looking through the maps. And no, it's going, fantastic. Oh. The Thomas Guide gang is, 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 is it's an atlas. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a road atlas. It's a portable atlas you can yeah, bring that, in that your that car. would sit in the back of your car, you know, uh, underneath a pile of, you know, cans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was great. It was before the GPS was everywhere. Yeah. And, well, um, and, and, and right before it was Thomas Guide, then it was printing out those directions. That's right. With big arrows. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then the Tom Tom. The Tom Tom. Yeah. I had a Tom Tom. Yeah. Uh, now yeah, you just put the phone on the dash and life is good. Yep. Which yeah. is fine. It's great. I have no complaints about that. No, no. no I used to have a little fear of never finding my way back uh, home when I get lost. What's well, funny, you know, I still do, uh, like, if I'm in an area that I'm sort of halfway on, mm. I'll shut it off just to test myself. <laughs> still. <laughs> I love that. Because, like, I still know, you know, generally, well, I've got a good sense of where north is, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I'll do is sometimes if, like, Grace and I are heading somewhere, somewhere new, mm-hmm. even if it's local, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up Google Maps and I'll study what I'm going to do. Right. Including going down to the street level, going, okay, I got to make sure by the time I see that Shell gas station, I'm turning. <laughs> right. That's smart. Uh, it's smart. It uh, also might be a little weird, but. But you know what? That's it okay. Works. It works. It does work. Coming up on uh, my old apartment where I, last I, I, time I knew we, we were recorded. Uh, yeah, I knew we were close when yeah. we headed over to um, that restaurant over on. Uh, right. On the main drag. On the main drag. Do you, Do you have a. Uh, You've mostly lived in the same spot in L.A., right? I've lived in the same place in San Diego, and I plan on keeping it that way. Keeping that way until time, yeah, time, time to go. go. I just, I, I, I already, we're approaching my apartment I lived at for a little over a year, and I already passed it with great feelings of nostalgia. You were only there for that short <laughs> yeah, period of time? It was only a short amount of time, huh. maybe a year and a half. 
Yeah, maybe right. a year and a half, two years at the most. Um, but I was already planning to be out of there about a year right. and a half. There's the street. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I do that, and I, I saw someone tweet this the other day. I didn't follow. It was just one of those tweets I saw. Of, you mm-hmm. know, I've lived in L.A. long enough that when I need to drive from one side of the town to the other, I have all these... Uh, painful nostalgic connection to all the areas of my life that used to be key well we talked about this you know in an earlier show and, and i actually listened to you talk about this before i was even on with you just about those places with that you connect with yeah yeah yeah. you know and you find that spot and you begin to develop the things that our patterns and our habits you know make them fun to go oh, yeah, to yeah, that's and what to, i talked about finding to, finding the finding your new drag planner yeah yeah exactly <laughs> now yeah. it's it's and i've got a of course you know where i live in los feliz Similar and uh, interesting watching that neighborhood change for oh man, it's gonna be 16 years next month. I can't believe it. Good That's God. good. See, you leave there. I mean, I get emotional. I, I got emotional leaving that apartment a year and a half, right? And I was barely in there, yeah. <laughs> barely spent, spent, spent more time at Grace's house than that, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, the good times here, exactly. Good times in this apartment, <laughs> so many video games played. Now, are these were these actual uh children that a Gorgon got a hold of, or are these statues? <laughs> so I know. I think I've mentioned this uh, maybe on an afternoons uh, or a GPA show back in the day. Uh, we're gonna and we'll turn around sure. here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all through Burbank, they got these. Uh, if you guys are ever sightseeing in Burbank, uh, they got these. Well, it looks like it looks like Medusa looked at everybody and froze them. And it's kids and adults on like bikes, jumping rope, but they're all through the town. There's one over by a Ralph's. You turn out, and it's right there. And the right. amount of times that I've gone, huh? Yeah, don't do it. And their eyes are freaky. Yes, yes, they're 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 dead alive. <laughs> in the in the Grove, where you used to work, uh, security director over there, Farmers Market Grove. I've yeah, uh, we we nearly crossed paths, but I'm there with your with your your old pal. That's right. You're right. Uh, Rick Caruso, the guy, the business guy that owns. Mm-hmm. So much in LA. Uh, the Doing the Americana also. Americana yeah, okay. brand. Americana brand. Yeah, yeah just open one in North Hollywood, I believe. Yeah, he's yeah. got. Yeah, he's and, and uh, I've met him, and he's you know, he's fine. Right. <laughs> he's fine. He's he's a, he wears five thousand dollars suits, but yeah, he's fine. Sure. But he um, his kids were now probably gosh in their early thirties, which is crazy to think, or late twenties. Um, he had the top of the Grove. Above, like the Barnes and Noble, uh, he has his and his family's faces uh, up there. <laughs> oh, really? Like little statues. Wow! Like they're just the bust, just the face. Are like they idealized like versions of them? Yeah, like it's Disneyland. Right. Is he and, like is, is his is his uh, like statues chin stronger than his <laughs> own? <or? laughs> it's like a barbershop quartet seconds huh. haunted song. No, it's and it's just uh, it is fine. You you built the damn place. Put him put sure, your face in it wherever you want. I don't care. But, I mean, uh, if he's gonna do it, do animatronic. <laughs> I yeah, think, but, but if, once you see it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> and it would just be at the time his kid was like maybe his like a couple kids, but when they built the Grove in like 2002, the kids were like 10 or something right. like that, that rage. Right. And so it's just these children's faces staring down, <laughs> and down at you from the third floor of Barnes & Noble. Uh, well, better than them staring at you through your open window. Through <laughs> your so. open window. Yeah. But, um, oh, I meant to ask you... Um, we'll go that, down that rabbit hole too much, I guess, but no, yeah. watching uh, Boba Fett last night... Uh, who was the guy? Who was the gunslinger? Came in at the end. Like, hey, he's an extended universe guy. I guess, he's right? a, or, a Clone Wars cartoon, uh, okay. Bad Batch cartoon now too. Last year that came out. Yeah, Cad Bane. Okay, he, cool. Uh, How are you? Were you happy with the live iteration? Yeah, yeah. He's he's one of my uh, he's one of my favorite characters. I was talking about this on Force Center too. I don't mm-hmm. know. I studied the human psyche here. I don't know. Uh, I've always been afraid to say he's one of my favorite characters because he's. Only in animation, right? Right. <laughs> Which is Ahsoka Tano has been one of my favorite characters, right. and she only came live action last year. And I, I still probably prefer the animated version, though I, I have no problem with Rosario Dawson's uh, performance. Uh, but it's but, a different. It's different than the imprint. It's, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cad Bane. It was the same voice, Corey Burton. Oh, cool. Well, that's um, easy to do, and it's such yeah. a CG generated guy. And it was. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. That's cool. I, really I, I liked it. I, liked I, just, it. I, I wasn't familiar with the guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, if you knew, it, I was seeing somebody who. If you've seen Everyone an Eastwood knew. movie, yeah. If you've seen an Eastwood right. movie, that's who the characters. Sure, that's uh, Lee Van Cleef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. even the design. So it was uh, great. It was fun, but it was just weird to have this um, feeling like uh, I don't know, like I was uh, allowed to like him more. Right. 
Right. <laughs> Which is weird for me. It's legitimized kind of, him. Uh, the, the medium legitimized yeah, it's him. Yeah, not, not the kind of Star Wars fan that I have. Like, like no, no. what you like. But uh, it was great. It was That's great. Cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, Such a, a Western feel. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, so what else is going on? What else is happening? You know, with, we're, uh, you know we're, we're, we're trying to survive. That's what's going on. Yeah, this is uh, the last time we talked was early on in this. Pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, around that time. Uh, here, here it is. Is it two years later or three yeah, years later? Two. <laughs> yes. Yeah, How it's long five years later. Five years? Yeah, I'm 73 years old now. <laughs> 73 years yeah. old. I, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's a different kind of endurance game. It is. And if I and stop and been. think about it, I just, uh, I just can't. I just can't. Not that I'll get overwhelmed and break down. Right. Um, a lot, a lot worse things to have experienced, and I know you know that too. But uh, no, this one's pretty bad. Uh, but but I mean, just <laughs> some of the losses you you felt yourself right. in this this time period. But uh, I haven't experienced that other than uh, uh, grandma and grandpa passing, but not, yeah, not related to this. Um, Ken's referencing my dad died of COVID early on in this April go, okay. of, uh, of 2020. I'm fine talking about it. <laughs> uh, can't talk to him about it, but. Uh, no. um, but it becomes it's it's become more than that. Yeah, for me, okay, it's because yeah. it's because it's the sort of it's just the the drawn out nature of it, you know. Endurance test is uh, unlike any other. I, yeah. I, I guess what I'm trying to say too, if I stop and think about it, it just becomes too surreal that I'm actually experiencing this. Right, we're living in one of these moments. Yes, you know. Yeah, uh, the flu of uh, Spanish flu of 1918 is a, right. is another world. Might as well be another world. Right. And that was always, you know, in, in, in for the most part, it was a couple of paragraphs in a book. Yeah. You know, and now, of course, it's been couple, framed yeah, so much a couple of weird pictures of. Hey, look right. at the, oh, yeah, the 1918 World Series. Yeah. They wore masks for a little bit, like. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. Uh, it's like you always look at a picture from someone, you know, a group of party goers in 1922 mm -hmm. and you look at their face you look at their eyes and they're like they were young they were there that right. was the world for them and that's right and now i feel as though i'm in that picture yeah absolutely <laughs> right you know it's funny i was thinking you look at you know there's a beard styles for guys for yeah. the past few years yeah you know pre-existing before the pandemic yeah. uh they're not unlike the way beards were in Around the same period, but the 1900s. Really not. Yeah. And, and, and I'm wondering if some of that has to do with coming out of the trauma of World War One. If that changed mm. things somehow, you know, mm. and, mm -hmm. and if there's any sort of connection to why a lot of guys, myself, I, you know, I'm clean shaven at the moment, but I've gone down that road of having, you know, oh, a great get, big yeah. bushy beard. You got a great beard. Yeah, but, uh, it comes in nice. I just wonder about that. It's, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to write a paper on it. But <laughs> no, no, because it, it's so weird. To, for a while in the 1980s. Well, let's go, you know, the movie Die Hard, 88, mm -hmm. right? And you got that character, Ellis. Yeah. The coke fiend who gets yep. uh, killed. He had a beard, right? Yeah. I used to always look at that guy and be like, what kind of weirdo would have a beard like <laughs> right. that? Exactly. My dad always just had a mustache, but there was like, a sh uh, I was like one or two, I kind of have a faint memory of him having a beard. Mm -hmm. My mom never allowed it again. You know? Right. Yeah, that's he it. This, he said the same mustache my entire life. Um, Tom Selleck. Um, yeah, that's right. But the beards, and, and uh, Richard Chamberlain, right? He had a beard. Yeah. And it was it was so unique growing up in the 80s that just you didn't think of people with beards. No, it's just the styles true. change, the grunge yeah. comes in, whatever, whatever it may be. Now the the really the whole beard industry for men, if you can go to a store and beard oils and this that and it's yeah, it's, it, it is fascinating to think about. I always thought the beard cream was something else entirely. <laughs> and well, for me, uh, it's the sugar from the donut. That right, I needed. right. Uh, and I've had this one. I have a pretty thick beard right now. And I like your beard right now. It's not going anywhere. No, it's really weird. Um, number one, Grace won't let it, but two, it's just it's become me. <laughs> I like it. it. Looks really good on you. Yeah. Well, I look at pictures of myself, or even early Schmoes. We're coming up on the ten-year anniversary of when I started producing. That's Schmoes. crazy. Schmoes no movie uh, show podcast and. Uh, I look at that guy with the slick back hair and mm -hmm. an ill-fitted suit. Pit boss style. Clean shaven, yeah. yeah. I, go, I go, I don't know who that person is. I don't know who that person is. I'm not that, I'm not that person. Anymore. But do you feel you're not that person? I, I, I feel I'm not. I feel I'm not. I think there's a lot, I'm always who I am, you know? Are you, you know connecting I mean? it to remembering what was going on with you at the time yeah. or as a persona? Well. What I was going through, okay. like stuck in a job I never thought I'd get out of. Right. Trying to find a purchase in this entertainment industry. After I essentially failed, like I, I failed. There's nothing I accomplished right. uh, other than 
little tiny things along the way, right? Um, I didn't find myself. I didn't, I didn't have a clear picture of my voice, too. Right. Of, of what my voice should be on air. Right. And that show, that started to, started to rediscover it. And discover it. New, new aspects of it. But, uh, um, lonely guy, you know? Mm-hmm. In a, in a very nice but secret relationship that wasn't going to work. Okay. Uh, even though it was a good relationship. Uh, lonely, broken, feeling on the outside of all of it. Uh, going to Comic Con and just not feeling like the cool kid. Right. Um, I see that on that person's face. Huh. You know? so, I mean, so, but you, so what you're talking about from this perspective sounds like growth. I'm a, I'm the cool kid now. No, <laughs> I think you are. I, I always thank thought you, thank you were. You. No, no. I just I really started to find what it was, but that led to great change within me. Mm-hmm. Um, We've always been a guy that, from from my understanding of you. You are a seeker, and you seem to you growth and personal growth seems to be something that you I embrace. Am, uh, I you know what? I'm, I embrace it a lot more than I do did did before. Right, because I'm pretty stubborn, but I'm also pretty unsure and shy. Right, right. Mm-hmm. and I can sit back and just let a lot of things happen to me instead of taking control of the situation. Right, and that's changed a lot. It's still somewhat in my nature. Stoic. We've talked about some of that stuff. Yeah, too. I'm stoic, but. Oh, um, I just was a. I was just a speed bump getting run over by mm. every car, mm. and uh, very unhappy. Right. Very unhappy. Uh, so the beard normally would hide your, but it actually feels more me. <laughs> and that's a that's a great observation about the potential of beards to hide. And, but <laughs> yes. then it's also you're, you're right. You're it's embracing who you are. Yeah. And I think that's great. It is. So, yeah. So. And you look damn. I don't know how we go from beards to my. Crumbling soul in 2012, but yeah, times uh, change, kids. It, it, times it, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a hard leap, you know. <laughs> but do. I do miss. I'll tell you what, I miss. Um, I don't think it looks great now, but I, for a good period of time, I had the um, just what the mid 90s goatee. Oh yes, um, the Charlie Sheen right. from, from Three Musketeers. Oh yeah, I, I had bought one of those for <laughs> quite a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> now I, any iteration of bad facial hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and bad hairdos, uh, but certainly yeah. the certainly the goatee. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good evening. Actually, How are you? Good one. Um, yeah, I had the I had a little mullet, not a big mullet, a little mullet, no rat tail ever. But. Right. Oh no, I had mullety, uh, mullety uh, afflictions a couple of times. <laughs> but I began to take the goatee and I would expand it outward until it was like here. Oh, until it looked yeah. like, I remember... Uh, like a beatnik Remember almost. the beard that De Niro had in... Um, uh, what was the movie you played the devil in with uh, Mickey Rourke? Um, Angel Heart. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was rocking one of those for a long time. Yeah, and, I uh, gotcha. Yeah. I forget the actual term of that one. Right. Uh, A-hole beard. <laughs> so, yeah. But I used to wear that. that. I, I, never, I never did a mustache in any other way except for a goof. Like, you know, when you always shave it down into right. different fun things. I on the way a handlebar. Out. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, uh, certain, uh, you know, Northern European dictators from <laughs> the middle of the 20th century. Yeah, I no, could do that. I, plus, I worked in, a, in an industry for 17 years where I wasn't allowed to have facial hair. Oh. Uh, other than a brief period of time. So you, you played for the Yankees, in other words. Played for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, brief period of time where I was at a suit and tie and they... They kind of let me grow some stuff, and they didn't care. Right. But then I switched uh, switched back to the mall, and I had to have a clean shaven. But you could grow a mustache because it's like, like the cop thing, right? right. That's I a worked good in the public right. safety industry. I could never bring myself to do that because it was just such a cliche. I know. I I, I, I live in Los Feliz, as I mentioned, and you know the I home see of the hipster the, Yes, yeah, and it's uh, I look at it and on some of these these guys, and God bless them, but it's. Uh, it doesn't work, fellas. It, I, uh, <laughs> so my, my, my ex-girlfriend was living in Tennessee for a while, still getting her master's, and uh, I went out and visited, and there was a guy her age in class who just, I was 10 years older than her, you know, right. I was, he just adored her, I could tell, right? right. I could tell, because I could see me, right? You know sure, what I mean? absolutely. But he had one of those Raleigh fingers, <laughs> mustaches yeah. that curled up, he's like 20 years old. Did he use wax for it? He used wax, the whole thing. And I got no problem with it. But uh, well, you're not to date the guy. She was talking to me. She really actually liked him. I go, I go, just just so you know, the, the guy's in love with you. Right. The guy's in love with you. You know he's not. I go, yeah, he is. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame him, but right. he's in love with you. So we got talking. I said something. I go, I don't have a problem with his mustache. I go, but here's the thing. He's very uncomfortable with who he is. So it's a lot easier to, to blame that on the mustache 
than it is for him to realize it might be something about him. Yeah. Or his, not him that he's bad, but him that he can't function normally. Right. And he hasn't worked on that. Right. right? Social anxiety is real. I'm not, I'm not it, ashamed of the guy. I just go, the, no, the mustache just, is a shield. Sure. I think you're right. She told him that the next morning he shaved. He had it, had it, had, had it for years. That's like, oh, freeing. Honey, he loves you. Right. Yeah, he really loves you. Yeah. Within a month, he had confessed his love. Yeah. Tell shave him to get the mustache. The, oh, you want me to shave the mustache? I'll shave it. Yeah. Tell him to, to get your uh, initials tattooed under his left eye. <laughs> see what happens. See if he does it. Uh, um, yeah, it's grow it. Grow the facial hair you want, kids. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that not every. I'm not saying every mustache doesn't work. Just empirically yeah. speaking, many of them that I've seen in the field uh, don't work. I think Sam Elliott, uh, t- Tom Sam Selleck can do it. That's about it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Tom, <laughs> Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Uh, I think who else? There's been a few. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, the cop I, who pulled me over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of motor cops in L.A. Oh, yeah. um, I really want to see a president with a beard now. That'd be great. I mean, that, that would be, I think, it'd be interesting to see how the country would react to that. Uh, there's a great YouTube channel I go to a lot called Mr. Beat. Okay. Uh, Matt Beat. He's a history teacher in, uh, I think, Kansas. Great YouTube channel. Just He's kind of a quirky, makes some dad jokes, but he's right. also... Legitimately funny, right. makes history videos, great presidential stuff, and he's got uh, he's got one about the history of facial hair and all the reasons why. Right, we don't have politicians with beards. There's a few, but we don't have a ton. Ted Cruz is one of them. Yeah, he did fortunately, uh, <laughs> though it had somehow improved his face. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's a fascinating study of. Of, there's actually not only a few, and I had never really known this. Uh, Lincoln had not had a beard until he grew it for the president for the election. So that's I wonder if that's because it to elevate for the position. And to- someone, some of his friends, uh, close to him, maybe even his wife, had said you should probably do this. It will help. It will affect you the way you look right. and everything. And so he's immortalized, uh, immortalized, I should say, not immortalized. Right. Immortalized. Uh, do that in his private time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, immortalized forever with that beard, and that was the only time he had in his life. That's funny. I never knew that. Yeah, the only sort of you know presidential uh, you know sea change when it came to looks that I'm aware of is is uh, how they say President Kennedy killed the the hat, the top hat. Like, yes, he stopped wearing it, and then all of a sudden, American men stopped wearing them. So. That, that's uh, I have to stop, I have to look at that. That's fascinating. Yeah. But um, it, it is fascinating to to watch the. Uh, the styles of presidents, uh, all white as they may be, uh, <laughs> to um, to mark the changing times in style and fashion, mm-hmm. uh, and how it is by uh, Rose of FDR, but maybe definitely by Truman is what I would call a modern look. Right. Everyone else, yeah, that's an ancient. That's an ancient person. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It so was, I always love to see now that picture of President Carter wearing the Allman Brothers T-shirt. You know, uh, no, that, that's great <laughs> yes. shot of him. And yes. I, I always forget, like you know, how young he was. Ultimately he was. speaking, you know, compared he to he was compared to the last batch of guys, except for President Obama, who was young. Yeah. You know, yeah, Trump Ob- is old, uh, Biden is old, and you know, Reagan. Reagan, at the time, I think was the oldest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, yeah, and age is definitely a different number, but. Uh, there you go, talking beards, donuts, presidents, <laughs> ages, all under the beautiful Burbank sky. It is a nice night, and it's Friday. Cloudless, almost starless, though, night. I, I know, stars it's are odd. It is, it's, uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to go spend some time in the park tomorrow, Griffith Park, which is nearby us, folks, which is the largest municipal park in this United States, and uh, ten times the size of Central Park, I believe, don't hold is me it on the, that. Is it the... I still, yeah. of all my trips to New York, still have not set one foot in Central Park. We'll do it. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. I'm together. always, I'm always, I'm always on the southern tip. I, yeah, that's that's where I that's where I live and lurk. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate Central Park, but I was more of a Prospect Park guy. Same designers, different borough. Prospect. Have I been to Prospect? I've been to Bryant. Small. Bryant Park is great. Yeah. Bryant right by Park's the uh, by the library. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Washington Square. Yeah, I guess. That's great. You guys had a great uh, trip there, last big schmo New York event. Oh, that was a great time. Yeah, yeah. New York is, uh, New York is, um, I'm starting to realize it might be, I say this respectfully to you, it might be an, another version of Vegas for me. Right. Every time I'm there, it's for work, schmoes or stand-up, mm-hmm. but it's a party. 
Yeah. <laughs> and well, I'm, that impacts the way that you experience yeah. it and live it. And, yeah. yeah. I would like to experience New York going to bed at 11. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and wake it up uh, right. 8 a.m. Right. Not in pain. Instead of 1 p.m. going to... Right. Is Ellis up yet? I don't exactly. know. Has anyone seen Ellis? Where's my credit card? <laughs> How did I get this blood on me? Yeah, one day. Where is Ellis? God bless him. Anyway. Uh, Ellis is uh, Ellis is doing what Mark Ellis loves to do. He's at probably the, at just the home store drinking oh. a beer. He's either nice. at the comedy store. Or he's at home drinking a beer. Nice, living the life he wants. Good man. I like that, Mark Ellis. An enigma wrapped in a Coors Light bottle. It's funny. I was thinking about uh, when I was watching the Italian Job tonight. Uh, I had he and uh, Christian Harloff on when back at Reels. Reels, yeah. And uh, that was one of the movies that we did. I think it was a combo platter of the remake and uh, and the original one. And uh, and I oh, I sent a picture to both of them. I found one the uh, from a, I just I came across some old reels that I had from Reels. <laughs> reels from Reels. And uh, they both both look like. Absolute children. <laughs> oh, I, I'd love to. I, we talked about it off air. For you. I, yeah, for those that know, Owen had produced for a little while this show on the Reels channel, the, talking about movies and talking the heads. Countdown. Coming in. Yeah. Countdown. Countdown. And that's our. I got brought up, but Owen had uh, turns out have been fired. Yeah, I got canned. Uh, <laughs> and I had dealt with your was replacement. A, it was so a night of the long knives at that place, or actually a late morning of the long knives yes. at that place. So uh, I actually missed meeting you by about a week, uh, a lot earlier in my life. But I met you. At uh, when they were doing the thing out of Universal. Schmose, uh, yeah, well, no, first no. of all, I remember meeting you at Schmoe's Afterbus. That's you, right. You were promoting the SNL doc. Yeah, yeah. and uh, with um, uh, Alicia. Yeah, Alicia Malone was yep. there, and we all went to that bar afterwards. Yes, that was fun. Because uh, someone on the team didn't want to go to Chili's anymore. <laughs> we go to bar, the bar where the drinks were about $19 and yeah, I mac that. and cheese 22 Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was fast. Those, those clips, I'd love to get a hold of those clips because that was me. Buried in the day job, trying to just start to break out. Right. Uh, I don't know if I know Jones anyone over the there show. still. I, I can reach out and see if they uh, who's got the archives. I would. I would love it. But, love. Uh, who wouldn't love to see? Oh, look! Like, more and more terrifying. See, uh, the, and these are this is the dog statues. Yeah. So it's a kid pulling two dogs. Well, see, this looks like the way. This looks like two children and two dogs were killed here. It looks like location. it's something from like Return to Oz. All right, it looks like there should be flowers on this. This looks like, yes. a, looks like a very upsetting, yes. like, you know, let's, now let's we're remember. On, we're on the uh, famous Burbank walking path, which used to be a train track through town. Yeah. Now it's just a very nice, relaxing it's a great, it's a great little walking path. walking path. But these statues, so they're almost not out of place. It's the one, by, I'm telling right. you, you got to find the one by the Ralphs. Because I'm the one by the Ralphs. i that one. I don't know that one. It freaks you out because you're walking <laughs> out of it, pulling out of a grocery store parking lot, and there's just a boom. Statue <laughs> sitting there in Lower Manhattan. There's a uh, park, uh, Zuccotti Park, actually, where a lot of those occupation Occupy Wall Street uh, encampments were set up uh, a number of years ago. And my dad worked at 140 Broadway, which is Marine Midland Bank. And in that park, there are a handful of these uh, sort of iron statues like this. And there's like, there's the guy with the briefcase and the bell bottom <laughs> pants on his suit. He's like when these were put up in the mid 70s. And I still go by there occasionally when I'm home. Well, one of those statues, I don't know if you saw, the guy has a mustache. So it all comes full circle. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but how did he feel about himself? How did he feel? Hey, was he hiding behind it? <laughs> right. I don't know. Was he upset know. that he wasn't made of pewter? I'm realizing now in this walk, I've uh, officially, I, I have to, you ever go to that phase where it's time to change all your socks? Like, yes, I do that. This frequently. one just ripped. I could tell it ripped. I've got a sock fetish, and I need to have them. <laughs> uh, I need to constantly have, you know, uh, like new and clean socks. Uh, and I've got horrifying feet that rip them uh, like talons. <laughs> same, same. That's, but I always have that uh, Krampus feet. I have a ton. Like I have a ton of socks. I never want to run out. That's when you when you live in an apartment where you have quarters to wash clothes. Right. The amount of underwear and socks you purchase, so you don't have to wash clothes. <laughs> That's funny. I yeah. never had to do that. Yeah. So God bless I, you. Um, but now that I don't, I'm not in that situation anymore. It's, it's no, but uh, it's interesting what you do, what you're, yeah. what, how you react, and what you're trained to do. Yeah, That's but I have two drawers full of socks. Right. And uh, I've thrown at least ten pairs away, away in the last two weeks <laughs> because I've looked at them and just like I can't hold on to these anymore. They're not functional. Uh, and I just felt this one rip on my right foot. No, these are. I'm actually wearing Christmas socks. Not they're not decorated like Christmas socks, but these are one. These are socks that the loved ones gave me for Christmas. For Christmas. And you know, some people say, "Oh, you gave me socks. How nice." I'm like, "Oh yeah, you gave me socks. That's great." Well, it means you don't. You can go get yourself something fun. You don't have to spend your money on right. So, socks. Exactly. 
undershirts. Yeah, like I can get uh, tooth whitener. There is or, a point uh, in, uh, yeah, t- yeah, there's a point like in that. your 20s, if you're on your own, where you realize, wait, if I just want a new towel, I go get a new towel. <laughs> Just go to the store and buy one. I went from my parents' house to Jackie's apartment. Oh, you made the big uh, I never actually, right away. I never actually lived on my own. There you go. Except yeah. for like the eight months uh, when we were transitioning out here, which is uh, sort of a memory hole of, of sadness. Yeah, by then was it just, it was too too sad, right? You, you weren't... Well, so I, I realized that, you know, this was happening when I was 36, and okay. I was like, oh, I'm not good on my own like this, especially as I'm, you know, leaving the city that I love. Right, right, yeah, it right. Yeah, I uh, learned a lot about, uh, you know, that's when I started drinking liquor, was, uh, was around that period. So. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm too good on my own, so uh, right. you have to be careful there. Come back to shore. <laughs> exactly. Every four days. <laughs> Send up the Coast Guard for you. Where's Ken? Well, he's fine. Yeah, We're assuming he's fine. Trying to yeah. swim to the island Elvis lives on. Right. It's fun there. He uh, does yeah. what he wants. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's fine. I mean, those are ups and downs. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being single now. And, and no. certainly I couldn't imagine dating. You know, the guess, whole concept no. of... of of, uh, of online dating. I, I got so many friends, friends who got together that way. Yeah, I got a few friends trying to battle through that right now. And uh, there before the grace of God, go I. Right. Literally, before yeah. the grace. <laughs> Set to be by God, go I. Nice segue. You should plug a show of hers right there. And then, as you sort of did that. But What's that? I said you should plug one of her, sh- her show. One, she, she's still doing Think Piece? Oh, she's not. No, okay, no she's not podcast. Okay, this out. <laughs> she's not. Uh, well, we did it. We did it. We did it. That was we're good. We're, we're, donut yeah, shop. We're, we're coming up on the. You know what? And probably they've probably restocked by this point. I might. They're I running might get, pretty low before. I mean, I might get another raspberry filled. You should. I'm not. Oh, I won't. No. Uh, I we won't. have Girl Scout cookies at home. Uh, oh. It's that time of year, and uh, and I've been a good boy all week watching my girlish figure, and, and yeah. I think maybe it's uh, I'll either have a donut or I'll uh, I'll get some. Uh, I get some tagalog and so whatever the. Oh, there you go. So, well, this is me. Oh, this is you. Yeah. And there's me. Yeah. This has been another edition of this is uh, this is life with Owen and Ken. Yeah. And uh, that's it. We're up to number uh, four. It's only taken it. We do about one every two years. Yeah. We we do it like, uh, you know, it's like a who's that filmmaker who does it? Oh, guy lost the line. Anyway. Terrence Malick. Yeah. That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking of. The Terrence Malick of podcasting. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, it just happens that way. Alright, we'll see you, Burbank. Take care. The preceding was a special presentation of This Is Life with Owen Mugan and Ken Napsok on the Napsok Files podcast feed. Follow Owen on Instagram at Owen Mugan and Ken everywhere at Ken Napsok. Go to his website, KenNapsok.com for more. You can support directly at patreon.com slash Ken Thanks for listening. Keep enjoying life, friends.